Welcome to Queerly Forward, a podcast that explores queering our healing through pleasure, holistic well-being, and collective liberation. We are your hosts, Bex Lips and Morgan Vanderpool, two queer neuro-spicy therapists and community builders co-creating conversational containers for co-liberation. Let's, Let's dive, dive in. in. What does it mean to queer our healing? Endless possibilities. What does it mean to queer our healing? Letting wild nature lead. Come with your questions, come with your magic. Come, 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 come. So let's talk about the origins of Queerly Forward. Excellent. Um, I feel like this came from uh, us just like goofing around and. <laughs> okay, you know when you're trying to give directions? Yes. And you say, okay, so like go straight through this next light. Oh, hell no. But if you're queer, how do you go straight? You never can. You can't. You have to go queerly forward. You have to go queerly forward. So as we go in the direction of a head. (laughs) 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 If one is queer, one can only go queerly forward. Correct. And there's lots of wisdom from going queerly forward. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to go queerly forward? Well, like, if we're going to drop it into, let's go nerd for a second, like the the epi- what's the word history of a word uh epistemology. epistemology epistemology so the epistemology of queer right we got like a variety of like eccentric against the norm mm. like expansive um and as that applies to like identity it's anything but cishet so it is like one of the most inclusive terms and also ex- sort of like gives us an opportunity to do something but the norm that has got us to this place of suffering collectively. Mm. So if we're going to go forward, like queerness is a model of being able to like usurp the norm and take care of ourselves outside of systems that cause us harm. Mm. Something that comes to mind for me. I love that. The other thing that came up while you were talking is just thinking about how when people say like, oh, this is super straightforward, as in like, it's common sense. Yo. Common sense is not common, no. first of all. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. We are not all on the same page. No, by no means. <laughs> and so I feel like queerly forward brings in the possibility of neurodivergent futures yep. in which we can carve our own paths mm-hmm. that neuro-inclusive are neuroinclusive futures neuroinclusive neurophilic futures Ooh. yeah mm-hmm. yes i love this right because if we continue on the way that we have been going as a society yep we know where that leads yep doom and destruction <laughs> <laughs> We Mainly. will all burn. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That's where we're headed. That's yeah, where we're yeah, headed. yeah. So getting us to this future that 
I think so many of us share uh, hope and mm-hmm. uh, deep desire and longing for a different way of being yep. other than the options that we've been given. Yep. We got to queer it up. We got to queer it up. We got to queer it up. Yeah. And make queerness accessible. Ooh, say more. Yeah. So like one of the motivations that came up for me around developing this podcast. So like little context, um, eh, not too much context, jump back. Um, but like there are ways in which like queer community has sustained, like we've sustained ourselves outside of the system. We've sustained ourselves through chosen family. Mm. We've sustained ourselves through building community. We've mm-hmm. sustained ourselves through staying constantly creative mm. and constantly adaptive. Yep. Um, and when it comes to navigating, being able to like make those practices accessible because we've been othered by systems of power, we need to be able to make our messages more easily hearable, mm. more easily understandable, mm-hmm. more easily visible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I think this podcast for me feels like a way that we can make those conversations that much more available. Um, A lot of the work that I've done in regards to cultivating opportunities for folks to create liberatory relationships with their bodies as a therapist and as a facilitator have happened behind closed doors and in a one-on-one context. Mm. And that one-on-one context is propagated by this like, you know, larger narrative of individualism. So in the sense of like creating a podcast like this, where we're centering conversations on collaboration, we're centering conversations on embodied wellness, we're centering conversations on queerness, we're centering conversations on sensuality and sexuality and whatever other beautiful things propagate out of this Mm. awesome podcast. What we're doing is we're planting the seeds that are the things that have happened behind those closed doors in those healing sessions where I've gotten to witness my life and other lives totally transformed. Yeah. Centering the transness. um, To... I hope that more and more of us just make this kind of opportunity for opting into holistic wellness of our own bodies and holistic wellness of each other means that we need to be able to include as much biodiversity Mm -hmm. and identity diversity as possible. And we do that by making conversations like this more and more accessible. So it's kind of like community wellness, mutual aid, um, Mm, in a way, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and we have the intention to bring in lots of other varied oh, voices yeah. onto this podcast because I think another important thing, a way that this podcast is not straightforward, there's no one way to do queerness. There's no one way to do healing. There's no one way to do collective liberation. We 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 have to have a multitude of strategies. We have to have a you know, the neurodivergent multitude of of possibilities and mm-hmm. opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is not a this is how you do it. This no. is this is how we're doing it. This is how we're doing it. And this these are some of the possibilities that hopefully this can spark new possibilities within our listeners. Yeah. Powerful invitations. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> They say. <laughs> oh my god, I love you, Bex. I love you, Morgan. I love you so much. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh my goodness. Um, so I guess I want to talk about queerness, please, for a hot minute. A hot minute. 
But it's hot in here. It is hot in here. I mean, you get two queers in a room and it's mm-hmm. just going to start heating up real quick. Especially you know? this caliber. <laughs> <laughs> we don't love ourselves. It's we really do. Do. important to love yourself. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, ooh, that'll, that'll be a whole oh, episode yep. and or series of episodes. Dropping in. Queer self-love. Yes. Anyway, um, what I want to say about queerness is situating it beyond the realm of gender and sexuality. Yes, please. And I feel this really strongly for myself that queer is not only an identity for me, it is an orientation to life. Yep. It is about questioning dominant paradigms. It's Mm -hmm. about questioning that which has been given to us by society, by the dominant narratives. And it's about doing things differently. It's about finding my own path and what feels good in my body and where my fuck yes is. Mm -hmm. And it's about being weird. (laughs) It's about getting silly. Uh (laughs) And... um, Yeah, it's just, I, yeah, I really, yeah, feel strongly about, like, bringing it out of the realm of just talking mm-hmm. about sex and bodies and who we're attracted to and who we are because mm-hmm. we are so much more than what we do. We're mm-hmm. so much more even than who we love mm-hmm. um, or who we're attracted to, who we fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Expansive queerness. That's what we're here for. What's your take on queerness? I mean, in similar veins, like obviously we're kind of closely on the same page philosophically. Uh Lots of yes ands and both ands were what I was like Uh echoing in my head. And those those phrases are practices that I find deeply entrenched in a lot of the queer communities that I spend time in and in Mm. my own body of being able to be like, yes, that's true. And what else? Yeah. The ability to hold multiple truths, Mm -hmm. multiple perspectives. So queerness in a way is like practicing thinking in a non-binary fashion about everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. Um, It's asking like yes and about history. Like, you know, and also adding in all of those ands. Like who else do we need to be hearing from? Mm -hmm. How like queerness is to me a a philosophy and a practice of inclusion. Mm. Um, Because nothing's left out. Mm. Um, And... And in that case, like the like to cite back to what you were talking about, like the the consistent commitment to staying like, like I guess like queerly curious, mm. um, and always asking, which could also be a great name for this podcast, queerly curious. <laughs> Ooh, uh huh, yeah, yeah, I could get with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it you know queerliness plays into just like questioning the. I think it, like it to me it's in addition to the things we've already said, like questioning the origins of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you take the choice to not swallow heterosis normativity and you just spit that back out and you say, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. And you go, okay, what is true? 
then you just keep kind of like sifting layer after layer after layer after layer after layer. So how do you queer your relationship with political systems? How do you queer mm. your relationship with economic systems? How do you queer your relationship with food systems? How do you mm-hmm. create your like, queer your relationship with the land? How do you queer your relationship so that you get back to the origin of things before we got divided? Mm. So I feel like queerness has been like that layer level of an inquiry to me um, that gets us into an opportunity to be able to like choose life Mm. in a really inclusive and like way that brings like the multitude in Mm. the multitudes of history etc yeah absolutely and while you were talking about that it was also just I had this sensation of like queering our relationship to all of these things is also just like the most natural thing in the world (laughs) like like mother nature is queer as Fuck. Weird as fuck. A I'm bitch is weird. So sexy. <laughs> I mean, have so you seen plants? So sexy. <laughs> so sexy. Have you seen like. So sexy. Birds? I don't oh, know. Like yeah. <laughs> she does some weird shit out here. <laughs> She's so alive. Yeah. It's so, like an opting, opting into like the like the bounty of aliveness. Um, mm. Comes up for me in listening to, to us talk about this. Ooh. Yeah. I love that. I want to circle back on uh, on non-binary, too, because that for me also similar to queerness. Um, so and both of us identify as non-binary. True, true. We use they, them pronouns. Uh, I sometimes use she, her because, you know. Because you have femme sometimes. For you. So I, I do like to femme it up. Yeah, you, know? you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but anyway, and, you know, and, and femmes don't owe you anything non-binary people don't owe you androgyny non-binary people don't owe Mm. you Mm -mm. shit (laughs) except to be our full selves whoever the fuck we want to be but anyway um again coming back to moving non-binary beyond the realm of identity and this comes back to both and or yes and um we don't we don't live binary lives like they things are always so much more complicated than black and white yes no man and woman like there it's just like boggling to me um and at the same time you know my my brain does like this the simplicity of being able to like categorize things and understand things Mm -hmm. and then my being likes to blow those the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) As their tattoo that says a rebel across their bicep just like I do. flies. Well, next to my yes, yeah, and, yes tattoo, and tattoo, I yeah. literally have a yes <laughs> and tattoo. And I want to also speak to the um, some of what I know of the origins of yes and, which comes from improv comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're in a scene and, you know, your partner does something like, I'm going to the grocery store. And then the next scene partner will be like, and I... Met a dinosaur. <laughs> like, yes. And when I met that dinosaur, he was eating a banana. You know, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like weird shit. I love you. <laughs> so that was a very silly example of yes and and a very bad one, honestly. But <laughs> but it's um I, I, I try to I, I try to use this in my language and to 
use yes and and instead of yeah but yep um because life is complex out here mm-hmm. and we do have the ability to hold space for complexity mm-hmm. and nuance mm-hmm. and not just like multiple truths but truths that feel contradictory mm-hmm. I think that's really important to be able to hold contradiction mm-hmm. with, uh, I don't know, a levity. It's kind of absurd. Mm. It, it, it's absurd <laughs> how two like opposite things can be true. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that grief and joy can coexist, well, for example. Mm-hmm. Just to take a light example. (laughs) Go with it. That's where we're going. Yeah. No, we are going there. It is. It's it seems contradictory, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. (laughs) Yeah. Tracking you. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And they're wrapped up in each other, too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, like, if we're coming back to the concept of, like, what does it mean to move queerly forward as individuals and as coll- as the collective, the yes and practice and non-binary thinking will totally support us because we need to create a shit ton of cognitive dissonance right now in a window of tolerance that we can sort of, like, navigate our edges of being able to hold that, like, we have grown up in you know, we're both quote unquote millennials of different Mm -hmm. parts of the generation, but you know, like um, all of us since colonialism have grown up in systems of violence in on Turtle Island or in the United States. Mm -hmm. And we are now like, we have to be able to hold the cognitive dissonance of like, it's been like this and we can imagine something different. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately when our bodies get used to something, that is what we start to equate with safe enough or okay enough Mm-hmm. And to challenge any of these ways of being, we are going to have to create cognitive dissonance. Yep. Then alternate truth is possible. And we have to imagine it every moment of every day, like Angela Davis invites us to, mm-hmm. to be able to make it possible. But to imagine it, it sends our like nervous system into a state of like, <gasps> like is that okay? Really? Mm-hmm. Can we? Mm-hmm. Is that going to be possible? Like, how do we get to the, pl- you know, what we're practicing is like, and queerness invites us into an expansiveness mm-hmm. that allows us to be able to do that kind of change making where like if enough truths can exist at the same time and we can model that that's okay. Yeah. That we got this, yeah. that we love this, that we appreciate it, that like all of this, you know, expansiveness is welcome. Then we can walk ourselves through change more easily. Mm-hmm. But if we live in a binary thing, if it's either this or it's that, it's going to be really hard to get to that. Yeah. Because we're so used to this. Yeah. Well, and so the thing about binaries is they're neat, right? <laughs> right? It's like, okay, A, B. Those are, it's simple. It's it's simple. It's, it's easy to uh, comprehend. Blowing that up is messy. It gets messy. So... We don't like mess. I'm saying the royal we is like, like, I mean, 
I, which is ironic coming from me because I'm like the messiest bitch I know. I was just thinking that. <laughs> you and I are both kind of messy. Like both literally and figuratively. <laughs> Actually, my room is super clean right now, I know. which is wild. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also know how it can get. <laughs> but I do have a little sticky note on my mirror that says, it's okay to be a little messy. Uh-huh. This is true. <laughs> um, but I mean... The world's a fucked up mess right now. Very. And we're trying to make sense of it. We're trying to... We're trying to navigate our way through. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious about, like, what would it be like to just admit that it's a fucking mess? Yeah. That, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to untangle all of this. And if we want to try, like, what do we need to do to try? And since Mm -hmm. we are trying, how are we trying? Mm -hmm. How are we efforting to create the level of, like, relational connectivity that can assure some level of next layer of evolution towards sustainability of living on this planet? Mm -hmm. I mean, and we can look to wise teachers who anybody who has studied Mother Nature deeply and how she creates cohesion the capacity to be able to detox- detoxify environments and the ways that we can create regeneration even when, like, the harshest things happen. So looking to folks who are thinking in that way, working in that way, modeling relationships in that way, like, that is our way through. Mm. How do we attract folks to that kind of work? Like, you know, Adrienne Marie Brown definitely comes to mind and her capacity to be able to, like, what does pleasure activism activism feel like and how do we move like nature with each other? Mm. And if we keep asking those kinds of questions, we are going to continue to move towards thriving Mm -hmm. inherently. What does thriving look like? It's probably not going to look like what, quote, unquote, abundance of capitalism does. It's going to look different. Hell no. It's not going to look that way because we can't use those systems. Right. Um, so it's kind of a, can will- a willingness to continue to peel back the layers of how do we model sustainability based off of the systems that we can watch being sustainable through the hardest shit. Mm-hmm. Mycelium, I love you. You love mycelium. I do. Morgan's wearing a sweatshirt that is covered in mushrooms. Yeah. Rainbow like, colored ones. It's the gayest mushrooms I've ever <laughs> seen, honestly. <laughs> and I love that about you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the answers are right in front of us. Oh, yeah. We don't actually have to reinvent the wheel. No. We just have to pay attention. Because mm-hmm. there are people out there doing it. There are communities out there doing oh, yeah. it. There are beings out there doing mm-hmm. it. And we're capable. We are so much more powerful than we know. Yep. Mm-hmm. We are capable of moving clearly forward. Mm. Bless. Yep. <laughs> mm. So what are we hoping that people will get from this podcast? What they will take away, what they will learn, and mm. what they will receive? Mm-hmm. You want me to go first or you want to go first? You go. Okay. Um, when you asked me this question to prep for the episode, I was like, um, and thank you for those questions. I love questions. Um, is 
that any any creative thing endeavor like this podcast um, that I want to do right now, whether it's through choreography, whether it's through writing, whether it's through different forms of teaching, um, is that I want to be a good ancestor. Mm. Like, I think maybe we'll talk about this next next episode of like who have our teachers been, but I've had some fucking kick ass teachers in my life. Hell yeah! And I want to do good by their ancestral legacy and pass it down. Mm. Um, and in being a good ancestor, I'm thinking about all of the queer babies, those that will pass through my own body, mm. um, but also the queer babies that I've gotten to like live with, take care of. Like they are badasses. And if I can pour into them in any way and also the, just get to reverberate and reciprocate how they pour into me because the ways that we as queer folks have challenged things generationally and made it possible for them to be able to like identify as non-binary at seven fucking years old when they should be able to, when Mm. gender comes online neurologically, Mm. we've done something good, like really deeply good. And I want to just be a part of conversations that continue to make those things more and more possible, especially when larger systems at bay are becoming more and more violent. We need to get louder too, Mm. louder with voices of love and louder with messages of love and like be able to like hit it with the like frequency and chronicity and intensity that shows what we're made of mm. so that we continue to thrive. So like in any way that these conversations for the amazing folks that we're going to invite on here, like our guest list, y'all be prepared. It's hot. Um, nope. Yeah. So being a good ancestor is like what I want to model. I fucking love that. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't make it up. I got it from Sigurd Woods. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Oh. I just want to hang out with you. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to complain. I was kidding. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I'm not kidding. I do want to hang out with you. <laughs> And have dope conversations. Um, The way that our brains work, they just, you know, go off on these on these tangents of brilliance that draw from the wisdom that we have gained from living our lives, from the wisdom of the people that we have learned from in community. And like you said, our teachers and I think community is a really big mm-hmm. thing for both of us Huge. um i i feel so strongly that like healing happens in relationship and healing happens in community mm-hmm. and we are connected to a web of community that is so badass that is doing so much mm-hmm. epic transformational mm-hmm. work and we we got to learn from each other. Yeah. You know, I. Um, and I think moving queerly forward in general requires a certain courageousness mm-hmm. and bravery mm-hmm. because, you know, when we when we talk about healing, like I want to be really clear that we're not talking about love and light and feeling good all the time. Um, Shakes head vigorously. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, We are moving forward into some dark times. And we don't know 
what's ahead. And so how do you prepare for the unknown? How do you how do you like, cultivate resiliency in the face of continued oppression that mm -hmm. has been happening for hundreds, if not thousands of years? I mean, if humans love to do one thing, it's to fuck each other up. <laughs> but humans also have this incredible capacity mm -hmm. to heal and to innovate and um to to grow and yeah. and um yeah really anyway so I, I feel like this podcast is I wanted to hold up a mirror to our community and mm -hmm. to show people that we are already brilliant. We are already magical. Mm -hmm. We are already resilient as fuck. Mm -hmm. And to see ourselves in one another yeah. and to get inspired by one another yes. and to have this sense of active hope. Joanna Macy, who's one of my big teachers, talks about active hope. Hope is not just this thing that is like, oh, I hope that things will get better. And then if you become attached to this to this idea of of things being different than they are without doing without taking any action, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. But if you have you hold on to this hope that things could be better mm -hmm. and in your actions, do what you can to yes. make that future possible. Yes. That's the only way that there's even a possibility that we could get to that more beautiful future, that more beautiful world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. How do we, like, pump each other up, gas each other up, and and build mm -hmm. up our strength for, mm -hmm. for what's coming? Mm -hmm. And what's here. And what is already here. here. What does it mean to queen? possibilities what does it mean to queer our healing letting wild nature lead come with your questions come with your magic come 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 thanks for listening to queerly forward this podcast has been recorded and produced in collaboration with on purpose recordings if you have questions, requests for topics, or feedback about the show, reach for us via email at queerlyforwardpod at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at queerlyforward. Take, Take care, care out, out there, there queers. queers.